At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. God, we made it. We made it. We made it. 99 days of zero baseball. And now it's opening week. This is like the people that celebrate their birthdays for the entirety of the month, right? Like, oh, my birthday isn't until February 25th, but February 1st, I, I, I better either get a gift or like a small cupcake with more to come. Uh, this is the Monday episode of the Just Baseball Show. Opening days on Thursday. And we're so excited. Oh my God. Peter, the floor is yours, man. Just Give us this optimism that Aram and I need to suck up. Just about baseball or about the fact that we're not gambling on the American League Cy Young, the NL Cy Young, the MVPs, the Rookie of the Years, all of the win leaders, and I'm wearing my not gambling advice. If you're not fired up already, then I don't know what to tell you because last year we were dynamite. For our overall, I went back and looked at how we did at, um, picking over under win totals, 19 and 11 boys on all 30 teams. That's we a great a hard cider up in central New York, 19 we did an incredible bang up job. I don't, I'm not worried about your apple juice reference right now. I'm still talking ball. Yeah. Um, MVP Cy Young. I was dark horse Corbin Burns. Jack nailed Jonathan India for rookie of the year. Aram. I didn't do shit. I, I, I think I sucked. Um, I, I just went head first into it with zero prep. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for rookie of the year because We've been talking about how you can like eliminate so many guys that might not get an opportunity, guys that may not hit the ground running. So I've some picks to try to catch up to you guys on those hot takes you had that worked out well last year. And then all the other awards are so much fun. So much young upcoming talent. Is this the year some of these guys break through? Do some of the older guys, you know, still kind of keep their stronghold on their dominance in the game? I think there's a lot of different things to talk about. And also, I did just sort of bag on you for the picks, but you have been money on the cards. And that's why I'm so excited to talk rookie of the year, especially because every single card you pick a couple of weeks later then goes up in value thanks to our friends at eBay as well. So you're on it. You're on it. Last year, you throw that to the side, but you were with us on the over under win total. So you do have that in your bag. 
I, I'm riding Aram on the rookie of the year thing, though, because like we talked about last week, I think Aram, you and I were talking about this. This is the most loaded rookie class in recent memory by a very, very wide margin. Yeah, yeah. And and I wish I wish we could have got bets in a little bit earlier. Um, if you remember, I was talking uh, Jeremy Pena a while back. Like, I think that guy's going to start. I think that guy's going to start. He wasn't even offered on the odds. I don't even think Vegas knew who Jeremy Pena was at that point. And now he still is a long shot. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but his odds have definitely gotten shorter, shorter, and shorter. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my forte. I'm, I'm glad I was able to prepare a little bit more this time. And I'm excited to see your guys' picks because we really, we haven't talked that much about it. So I think oh. we're all going to be a little bit surprised by wh- whoever comes out with some of their hot takes. So that, we don't really know what to expect. That's my favorite part is when we don't talk about who we think is going to win and then we have genuine reactions to the picks afterwards. That's my favorite part of this, actually. Yeah, uh, just before we get into that content schedule for this week with opening day on Thursday, um, on the call up, which you can go listen to right now, we've got notable assignments for top prospects. So who broke camp with the opening day roster? Who's in AAA? Who's a shock to be in AAA? Who's in AA? Who's in high A? Who's in low A? All that type of stuff. So Arm and I go through that. Tomorrow, we're going to grade all the offseason of the American League. That's going to be kind of like rapid fire, but we're also going to give you our thoughts on the win totals, whether we go over or under, and we've got all those win totals ready. Wednesday, we do the NL win totals. We go over or under. Opening day preview on Thursday. What you going to watch on the mound? Usually you get the best pitchers. And for Minnesota, you get Joe Ryan, who still might be the best pitcher. Um, and then on Friday, we're going to do an opening day recap too. So we mapped out this week because it's Christmas like five times over. But Peter, this is your Christmas. Today is your Christmas. I'm smiling from ear to ear. This is my favorite thing to do. I already wrote an article with my five picks for over under win totals, which you can find on justbaseball.com. I'm coming out with my best picks for the LMVP, all the different awards. And then, of course, you can find me on TikTok making three picks a day. And you'll also find the written article as well on justbaseball.com. Last year, we were up 15.67 units, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if we go Um, fractions, that's 15 and two-thirds. 15 and two thirds and over a full season betting one unit a day, three picks a day. And we were positive and we had fun doing it. Come on now, but will we do it again this year? I'm positive, but not, you know, it's, it's not good to say you're going to win before because betting is very hard. And that's yeah, be- the thing about hot takes. They, they might happen, right? They might happen. They might. Happen. <laughs> and I yeah. think it's also, I think it's also good to um, say before we get into this, like do not put, units and units on this like a unit is 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 a percentage of your bankroll like don't put five billion dollars on these picks these are something that i'm putting personally like 0.5 units on and then 0.1 units on our deep cuts like these are not big old bets that we're throwing the house on because these are value plays at the end of the day and it's really hard to project these types of things i put zero dollars and zero cents on this shit man i work in i bet on them i'm not allowed to yeah, Jack's not allowed to, um, which which is the funniest part. So he can all, all he can say is literally, I, I would recommend if I were doing this. I, I saw I this number this. and I greatly enjoy looking at this. Number. Yeah, you yeah, liked it. Yeah, and and honestly, the, the last thing I'll say before we jump into it, I mean, Peter's a hundred percent right. I mean, you know, these odds can get really tempting, and and the second I saw Matt Brash, for example, or some of these other guys that we'll get into at forty five to one, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could put fifteen dollars on it, and make a lot of money, but whoa, what if I put thirty? What if I put 40? Like I have that voice in the back of my head. Like we all do. It's human nature. 
but just sprinkle a few bucks expect to lose every prop bet because you should because that's the way you should go into it and it'll just make the season more fun you won't be stressed out about losing five different ten dollar bets but if they hit you'll be very happy so make it fun that's why we do it. That's how we do it. And I'm excited to get into it. You guys literally just it. gave gambling advice when it, the precursor is not gambling. Advice. No, it's, it's it's not gambling advice. If you for... were to gamble, <laughs> okay. that's what gamble, this is what it would look comma, like. Comma, dot, dot, dot. Just, yeah. And another perfect example of what Arm was saying. Like we bet Vladimir Grow Jr. to lead the entire league in home runs last year. It was an amazing bet. It was his rookie year and he hit 48 home runs, but it didn't even win. It pushed because Salvador Perez also hit 48 home runs. Just goes to show that anything can happen. Absolutely. Let's start with the MVPs. We'll go MVP, AL, then NL, then AL Cy Young, NL Cy Young, AL Rookie of the Year, NL Rookie of the Year. And then we'll go home run leader overall, strikeout leader overall, and then stolen base leader overall to wrap. AL MVP, Aram. Who do you like near the top of the list? Shohei Otani is the odds-on favorite at plus 400. Vladdy at plus 450. Mike Trout at plus 450. And then everybody else plummets off. Next highest is Aaron Judge at plus 1,800. Yeah, so do I have to give one at the top and one long shot? Because I I look at the top and I'm like, Otani, that's the obvious pick. Maybe your best pick. Your best pick and your best value pick. Two of your best picks. I'm going... All I'm going to take, this is the year I'm going to try it. And these are the two guys I like Kyle Tucker to me is that safe guy. That's going to be in the consideration almost for sure. He's going to be a top 10 guy. I think if things go really well, he'll be a top five guy in terms of that, that MVP race. I really think he will be when you talk about contact and power combination. Uh, if you put all the, the parameters that you need to put around though, there will be sections of statistics where the only three names you see are Vladdy Soto and, and Kyle Tucker. So he's in an elite group there. Then I have to. I think everyone's going to do it. It's going to be a popular bet, but you got to sprinkle Byron Buxton. Because when Byron Buxton's healthy, he is an MVP. We know that. Like, he can be an MVP. And at plus 3,500, I look at it like I'm betting plus 3,500 that he's going to be healthy. That's about the fair odds, and I'm going to take that chance. Those are my two guys. I'm in on Buxton. I am 150% in on Buxton. He was the guy that I circled four times. Because you're right. If he plays a full year... He's top five in MVP voting at the very least because he has, what, 30-30 potential on any given day. It's ridiculous what Buxton does, so I like Buxton at 3,500. I also really like Luis Robert at plus 2,000. He's not far from the top of the list. You've got Judge at 1,800, Wander Franco at 1,800, and Luis Robert at plus 2,000. Same deal. If Luis Robert's healthy for a full 162, He's 30-30 potential, and he's already got a gold glove. I, don't, I, think that's, I think that's well said. My only thing about Byron Buxton and Luis Robert is just their odds are pretty solid for who they are, but when you consider just the injury history, like I just wish they were a little bit better. Like, for example, Luis Robert is sixth in odds right now. Like that is, he's not a dark horse candidate anymore, even though it still kind of seems like it. But Buxton... Robert, you can't really go wrong. Any amount of money on them is good money because they each have a shot to win it. So my my, I'll, I'll start with my value picks first. Kyle Tucker, because R. Marty said it. I'm on Kyle Tucker plus 3,000. I also really like the odds on George Springer at plus 5,000 too. I, I know like that, that it's more of a deep cut, but when when we have a healthy George Springer, like he could lead the entire league in war. 
that's the type of player he is. He's an elite defensive center fielder and the bat, the stolen bases, the RBIs in the Blue Jays offense. Blue Jays are going to be really good too. Plus 5,000, I'm considering sprinkling on these. My best pick is actually my least favorite out of all of our bets that we'll have to go into. And that's Aaron Judge at plus 1,800. And you say that and you say, oh, Yankee fan. It's not a Yankee thing. For these type of bets, I'm never putting in my Yankee bias. I think that's ridiculous, even though I do have another Yankee as one of my awards. <laughs> that's not, I know I just said two things that cancel each other out, but seriously, this is not a Yankee bias thing. I look at Shohei Otani. Plus 400, there's no precedent for what he's done. There just isn't. So to bet on the, the lowest odds for a guy with there's no precedent in doing so, he easily could. I'm not saying that he couldn't, but I'm just backing off a little bit. Mike Trout, the injury concerns, they're well-documented. Plus 450, not as great. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he'd probably be my second favorite pick, honestly, because he, of course, has the talent to do it and in Toronto with a good team. But I expect his numbers to regress slightly, just slightly. And... I don't really have a good way to tell you Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is not going to win it. I just personally don't love plus 450 when you're compared to Trout and Otani. But then Aaron Judge is the fourth best, and the odds take a huge step back. Aaron Judge is in a contract year. Aaron Judge has all the capabilities to be an MVP. Aaron Judge plays in New York, where the media narrative may favor him a little bit, as well as these contract talks happen. My thinking is, in his walk year, he has his best year to date. He looks healthy in spring training. He looks lean. He looks powerful. And I've, I've always felt that the speed and defense in Aaron Judge's game has always been underrated. I think he's a top 10 overall player in the game. And I think this is the year, if he doesn't sign that extension with the Yankees, he's going to play mad and he's going to play that he wants that money. And I think at plus 1,800, because that odds jump is so enormous, I still think there's good value there. But it's my least favorite because if the Yankees then sign him in the next couple of days, I could be like, oh, well, maybe that narrative doesn't make as much sense anymore. So I might back off. So that's it's a very small bet. I actually like Tucker and Springer as value picks a little bit more, but that is my best bet, I guess, to win it. One thing I want to add on Tucker, I don't know if people realize he was an MVP in the second half. Like he straight up was an MVP in Literally. the second half. 327, 398, 631 slash line. It's a 177 WRC plus, guys. I mean, that is that is MVP. And, and we're not talking about two months. We're talking about the entire second half. If he can keep that rolling, I mean, that that's a guy that's going to be a finalist. So I, I love the 30 to one on Tucker. Me too. One follow-up about like Springer and Vladdy. Like what I like about the judge thought is judge will not necessarily be diluted by anybody else you know you see it in other sports more like you see it when Steph and KD are on the same Warriors team like how could one of them win MVP when the other is a top five player in the world as well like I guess I'm kind of worried about that with Otani and Trout and then Vladdy and Springer like does one of them take away votes from the other but I don't know if one of them has a down year then the other is you know so much more important that's why I like Judge I think because there's nobody to take votes away from him you could make the argument for Stanton but like I think that vote's kind of gone. The defense, DH, he's not going to do enough to be an all-around player. You're going to look at the war totals at the end, and he could have an amazing offensive season, but it's it's just overall judge is more likely going to be a much more impactful player. It's still my least confident. American League MVP award is tough this year. Would you guys say so as well? Or do you guys have this really good read? Because I don't have a really good read on anybody. No. No, that's why I went value like that. Yeah. Cause I mean, I could say J Ram at 22 to one. I mean, 
anytime you're getting J-Ram at 22 to one, that's great odds. I, I, that's another one that I think is, is worth mentioning. Uh, but if I'm going to get 30 to one on Tucker, I'm going to take that. Um, I, I think on the AL side, it's worth going for the longer odds because Otani and Trout, as we said, just, just not worth it at four to one and 4.5 to one. And then it's a big jump from there after Vladdy also at four to one, who's a DH and put up one of the best offensive seasons we could see and still didn't win. Uh, I know that was because we saw something, as Peter said, unprecedented, but uh, with Otani, but it just shows how hard it is for a DH to win the award. And, and you need guys that can kind of do a little bit of everything, right, Jack? Hey, yeah. And if we're not looking at odds, like it's Otani's to lose, I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. Because if he's pitching and hitting for the whole year and he's still Shohei Otani, like you can't not give it to him because he's just doing something that nobody else is doing. So that's the case. And especially if the Angels are winning, if the Angels actually look like they will finish above 500, I don't know how a vote doesn't go to Shohei Otani if he replicates or even gets close to replicating. Um, but looking at odds, I mean, there's no point in putting $10 down to win 40 on Shohei no. Otani. No. exactly that's exactly why Shohei should be the favorite to win the American League MVP but it is just unprecedented what he's been able to do and at plus 400 the value is not worth it for me to put any money on him but that doesn't mean that I don't think Shohei Otani could absolutely win the American League MVP so could Trout and so could Vladdy the value isn't to my liking when you consider this is a full season award and anything could happen right shortest odds on either of the MVP conversations are in the National League right now Juan Soto plus 280. Next is Acuna at plus 700. Harper at plus 900. Mookie Betts at plus 900. And then you get to 1200 and beyond. But Juan Soto plus 280 to win the MVP. Yes. Yes. Throw the odds away. It is Juan Soto's award to lose because he might have a 550 OBP. Yeah. It's just so dumb what this guy's going to do. And you look at the awards voting recently. Soto hasn't won it. It feels like if he puts together an MVP type season, especially with Tatis out, and if Harper doesn't do what he did last year, which the odds are pretty slim that he replicates that, like it is Juan Soto's, but plus 280 are such bad odds. It's ridiculous. Can I tell you why Juan Soto will not win the MVP? Yes. I would love to hit hear enough, this. Right? He's not going to get enough to hit. First, he's not going to get enough to hit. Think about this Nationals lineup. Nobody was pitching to him last year, and he had a better lineup than he does as currently constructed. Nelson Cruz, I like the addition. Valuable bat, 40-plus years old. Let's see him stay healthy for the entire year. But he's a guy who has stayed healthy for the entire year. But still, that's just not enough protection in the lineup. Talk we about Adrianza. Give it to yeah, me. Yeah, talk, talk about, about Adrianza. <laughs> we, were, we were even talking with Tucker Davidson. I was talking with him on TikTok Live, and I said, how do you approach this season facing Juan Soto? And he's like, why would you pitch to him? Why would you pitch to him? That is going to be the word in every locker room, in every bullpen. Do not pitch to Juan Soto. Yeah, let somebody Do not else let be him you. beat us. Walk him. He might have a 500. He might have a 550 OBP. He might set the record for walks. That's but the power numbers, he has 500 plus home run capabilities over an entire career. But if he does, doesn't get any fastballs, if he doesn't get any pitches hit, how many home runs is he realistically going to hit? This is a Juan Soto who could hit 340 with a 500 OBP and 25 home runs because he just doesn't get enough pitches to hit out of the ballpark. And not only that, when's the last time a MVP came from a definitive last place team? Because the Nationals are going to be a struggle to win 70 games. Let's say they go... 
let's say they win 68 games. How can you justify an MVP coming from a 68 win nationals team? You can't really justify it. And at plus 280, I'm throwing that line straight out the window. But that doesn't mean I don't think Juan Soto is the best hitter in the National League. And you could totally make the argument he's the best overall player in baseball. But at plus 280, National League, nope. Um, all right, I've got a question. Definitive last place team. Were, were the Miami Marlins definitively in last place in 2017 when Giancarlo won it or no? No. No, no, they were. That team wasn't from- that bad. That team was bad. It wasn't that bad. Like they were, they were floating around for a while in the wild card and then faded uh, real quickly. Then but, I can't uh, tell you the last time because everybody else has been in contention. And Stanton also hit fifty nine. You know, yeah. and the, <laughs> the, the thing is, it's like so Stanton had the protection a little bit. Like that lineup wasn't bad. Um, you know, you you had Ozuna, Yelich, and and those other guys, Rio Muto. So like, he saw more to hit. And that's the problem is I think, I think Soto is going to be phenomenal, but if he hits 28 home runs or 30, it's hard to win an MVP with 30 home runs in today's game. It but really 30 is. home runs with a 500 OBP. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah, thing is like, for example, like if Ronald Acuna Jr. puts up a great season for the Braves, Bryce Harper with the Phillies and Mookie Betts has a great season with the Dodgers and they're all in playoff contention. Like they're just probably going to get the votes over because we're not evaluating who we think will have the best season. We're also looking at how the voters vote and the voters vote for guys on good teams. Like Bryce Harper won it last year and the Phillies weren't great, but they were still over 500. Like that's, that's just how the voters vote. They vote for players on better teams. You don't have to be a playoff team, but you certainly can't be far in last. And Aram, about the Giancarlo Stanton thing, that was also his first real big season, right? Nobody knew not to absolutely not pitch to Stanton yet. I know he was good before, but nobody expected 59 home runs. With Soto, he's put up back-to-back-to-back phenomenal seasons. Now I know I'm not pitching to Juan Soto. And, and the thing with Stanton, Stanton too, like you're saying, is uh, you feel like you could beat him, right? Like you feel like, okay, if yeah. I locate this slider, if I locate this slider, I can beat him. Soto, there's no recipe, bro. There's no way to beat that dude. So that's the other side of it too. Like Stanton can burn you, and he did. But up until that point, to, like Peter said, he had never hit more than 37 home runs. And also he strikes out 30% of the time. So you're going to go for it. Soto doesn't K. So yeah, I, I think it just doesn't make sense on the Soto side. But what I will say, short odds, I like Harper still. I, I really do like Harper this year because plus 900, look, it, it could be better. It could be a little bit juicier. That lineup is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But Harper is the guy in that lineup. I don't care how good of a year Castellanos or Schwarber has. If those guys are having good years, Harper will be having good, a better year than both. And this is a guy that's defending the MVP award now has one of the most loaded lineups with protection. It's probably the best lineup he's ever been a part of. Oh, and yeah. I can't wait to see what that looks like. The two plus 900 guys are my guys, him and Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, I really think is going to bounce back. My concern though, is you talk about the vote stealing Jack, I think the Dodgers is going to be, they're going to have four guys that finish in the top Carnage. 10 and they're yeah, all going to be yeah. stealing votes from each other. So my number one pick in, in the NL is Harper to repeat because I think he's going to walk, but he's also going to still see plenty to hit. And that's why I'm really excited about him. Yeah. One of them might be a pitcher that, that starts stealing MVP votes from him. And I'll get to that shortly, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the two value guys are really like Mike Moustakis and Charlie Blackman for sure. <laughs> Moustakis is on there. I see. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just kind of shocked that they were on there. <laughs> I do like Christian Yelich at plus 2,800. I think if Yelich is healthy, 
He doesn't have much backup on that lineup. And by the way, like that is borderline best rotation in baseball. So if they're in the playoff conversation, you've got the contender narrative there. You've got Yelich returning to Yelich form. And when he was in peak Yelich form, he was an MVP already. So I think if he's a lone wolf in that lineup and they are playoff contenders and Yelich is back to 290 with 35 bombs and 120 driven in, I, I think Yelich should be one of the front runners there. There's literally nothing wrong with what you said, except the value, in my opinion. I don't think plus 2,800 when you consider who's around him is just better odds. Because if I was looking at Yelich, I would need like plus 4,000 or more because it is just such a risk with him. But everything you're saying could 100% happen. That's why he's someone to watch. It's just for me, I didn't see enough value there on the line. I think Vegas feels the same way as Jack. Basically. Exactly. I mean, 28 to one odds. It's, it's, it's long given that it's Christian Yelich, but I mean, Machado's 35 to one and, and Machado is going to give you that elite D he's, he's hitting the ball as hard as he ever has. Uh, and, and, you know, he's trying to carry the load now for a, a really, really interesting Padres team. As, as we talk about some of the moves they're making Jack, for example, like plus 2,800 seems like it's like the 80th percentile happening that that will happen. If that makes sense. Like, I think it's 80-20. When I'm reading the line, I think they think it's 80-20 that he returns back to MVP form. Like, I don't think it's 80-20. I think it's closer to like 60-40 or 50-50 that he returns back to MVP form. You think it would be 80-20? I think it would be closer. Like, I think if they genuinely saw him at 80-20, they'd put him at like Tatis plus 1,800, that area. Thing is, Tatis at plus 1,800, he's out three months already. Yeah, like stay away from Tatis. He's not yeah, winning. Stay away from Tatis. But regardless, what about my pick? You like Machado, right? Machado is my value pick at plus 3,500. Those odds are stupid. Those odds are just stupid. He should be way high or way better than that. He's around Jacob DeGrom out a month and probably won't be back for eight weeks. He's around Ozzy Albies. And sorry, Ozzy Albies, I think you have almost no shot at winning the NL MVP. Prove me wrong. I would love to be proven wrong if Ozzy Albies just comes out and has an amazing season. He doesn't have a shot. And Manny Machado's odds are worse than him with Fernando Tatis Jr. out three months to start the season. He's going to have to shoulder the load on offense. If the Padres are incredible this year, he will get a lot of the praise as well as the big market guy. He's finally coming back. And he was phenomenal last season. All the expected stats point to an even better 2022. But my pick, Aram, Bryce Harper plus 900. Yes. I love the pick. I really That's do. Cool. And, um, and the problem was I was going through and really what kind of screwed me up on, on not gambling advice when I gave the picks earlier precedent, I was looking at when's the last time an MVP won twice in a row. And I looked it up, it was Mike Schmidt, but then you look at the MVP odds and it's like, it's happened before Barry Bonds won it multiple times in a row. So my thinking, I guess I was like, all right, I'm throwing that out the window. Cause that's just my bad. But in terms of the Bryce Harper pick, everything you said is correct. Plus, have you seen him in spring training? He looks leaner. His swing looks short the toe tap. He's hitting rockets in spring training. He has the best lineup he's ever had. He's going to have probably the best Phillies team he's ever had. Bryce Harper at plus 900. And my original pick on not gambling advice was Ron Acuna Jr. at plus 700. Still love that pick, but no spring training. And the knee, everything I hear from Anthopolis, everything I hear from the manager, they're they're not super confident that he's going to be right away playing. He's going to start at DH and work his way back into the back into the outfield. Like I'm just a little bit afraid of putting my hard-earned money on 
Acuna, but I still think he has a great possibility to do it. But Bryce Harper plus 900, give me that arm. We're in. I'm hard earned money, huh? Hard earned money. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears to get that money that you're just shelling immediately on Acuna because it's going to win, not Acuna on Harper. On Harper. Harper. Um, Another guy I want to shout out before we move on to AL Cy Young is Tyler O'Neill at plus 3,000. Like we've talked about O'Neill having a big breakout season. He might strike out a billion times. If he doesn't strike out a billion times, then he is one of the strongest and fastest people in the world. And he plays baseball. He looks like an MVP winner. Like everyone's giving Luis Robert, Byron Buxton, those level of just like, oh yeah, it could easily be an MVP. Like Tyler O'Neill, in terms of just the numbers and how they describe each tool, he's right up there. He's fast as hell. He's powerful as hell. He's a great defender and he has a cannon. Like he has everything. They have maybe a tick less, but he's right there. Second half for Tyler O'Neill, 296, 368, 573 slash line. It's a 942 OPS and a 153 WRC plus with plus defense. So that's that's an MVP finalist right there in the second half. And look, he wasn't a bum in the first half either. 135 WRC plus with all the other prerequisites. So he is a guy that I think is in that conversation. The K rates will make it interesting. Um, You know, I I think it's rare to see a guy that strikes out 31% of the time uh, win the MVP. But O'Neill can continue to improve upon that. And I mean, his quality of contact is stupid. Stupid. Pete, floor is yours for AL Cy Young. I picked Garrett Cole last year and he lost to Robbie Ray. And I, I still stand on the boat that Garrett Cole should have won that Cy Young award. You look at the peripherals, he had a better year, but it's all right. Robbie Ray won it and I'm happy for Robbie Ray. This year will not be Robbie Ray. This year will not be Shane Bieber. This year will not be anybody else except Garrett Cole at plus 425. He is my pick to win the American League Cy Young. When you look at the rest of the race, I think there's really only two picks that I would touch. And it's the two guys at the top and Cole and Bieber. Bieber is just coming off an injury, but when he's on 2020, we saw what it looks like. It looks like a Cy Young winner, but that was in a COVID shortened season. Last year, we saw injuries hurt him a little bit. And then this year, he looks great in spring training, but I'm just a little bit weary of the injuries. I think there's no question marks when it comes to Garrett Cole looking forward to next year. And when you look at the rest of the pitchers that he's going up against, Bieber seems to be his only competition. I know the odds are low at plus 425. He's the odds on favorite, but this is one of my favorite bets as I, as Garrett Cole getting called the sticky stuff merchant. He's on a vengeance tour this season and he's going to be awesome. And he's going to win the American league. Sion. It's a pretty thin field in the American yeah. league. Yeah. Like the national yeah. league is just way, way better. And when we get to strikeouts, you can't immediately budget you know, like 30 more strikeouts for the NL guys and the AL guys because the NL has the DH now too. Um, like it was always a shoe-in that the NL was going to have the strikeout king in Major League Baseball. Um, so having awesome. said that, I like Bieber because I think that his stuff is a little bit more conducive to carving through and, and limiting damage. Like Cole, we see it all the time, right? The guy gets swings and misses all the time, but when people do get bad on ball against Garrett Cole, it's in the air and sometimes it goes far uh, with yeah. Bieber. I think his stuff limits the limits, the serious damage. Um, I think if Bieber throws a whole year, he not only has more innings than Cole, but also has a way better ERA. And by way better, I actually mean like three tenths of a run, four tenths of a run. Um, so I, I think if I'm going to pick one of these guys with short odds, it's going to be Bieber over Cole. Don't hate that. It's tough. There's just really, there's not really that value. Like there's guys, there's good pitchers with good value, but 
I can't I can't talk myself into a scenario where somebody like Tarek Skubal makes the leap. You know, like yeah. I think Skubal is going to have a big year, and I think that the curveball is really helping him. I think he's become a more complete pitcher, but he's not making a Cy Young leap, right? This for is the record, happening. in the Cy Young episode, we brought up Tarek Skubal. That, Just that, want that to be there. Done. We go. Okay, there you go. Yeah. My, po- my point exactly. Like that's how thin the field is. You guys are talking about Tarek Skubal in a Cy Young episode. Guy had a four three ERA last year and gives up nukes. I think he's going to be really good. But but you know that's just just my point. Um, I do. If we're going to go value play, because I agree with everything Peter said uh, on Cole. And if I had to put money on somebody, I'd take Cole. If I'm going value play, I think Sonny Gray might feel a little bit revitalized. I think 30 to one odds on Sonny Gray, who goes from one of the most hitter friendly ballparks to, I think, a top third pitcher friendly ballpark. He's their ace. I know he's not their opening day starter, but he is their ace. And I think that there's an attitude and a moxie that comes with that. I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young, but at 30 to one, there's not that many other guys there that I could talk myself into. Gray's swing and miss numbers are as good as they've ever been in his career. He got burned by the long ball. I think that's naturally going to improve by getting out of Cincinnati. So, I, yes, I do like Cole, uh, and, and there's a reason why he's plus 425, but my long shot guy is Sonny Gray at 30-1. to 1. But just for official, your, your, your pick is Garrett Cole? Yes. Yeah. Because the thing is, I was even going to have value pick. I don't even have one. Because I don't want to put any money on anybody besides Cole or Bieber. And I totally understand the Bieber point. He's He could win it. And a plus 700, oh, he has even better shoulder. value than Garrett Cole is. But beyond that, like, I love Dylan Cease. But he has like, top too. five odds. I like yeah. Frankie Montes. He's not going to win it. Like, <laughs> there's there's these guys that are just like, unless a Robbie Ray comes out of nowhere. And egg on our face if, if another Robbie Ray type wins. For example, Robbie Ray's plus 900. Like, he should just not have very similar odds to Shane Bieber. I'm sorry. I think Robbie Ray is a great pitcher, and he's going to be great for the Mariners next year. I don't see a second consecutive Cy Young you for Robbie Ray. You think he's a great pitcher? I, I do. Th- I think he's he a good is, pitcher, bro. I think he's... <laughs> right, Robbie Ray, your yeah, Robbie hey. Ray hatred is bizarre. Robbie Ray, when you look at the rest of the American League, like he's up, he's a top five, top 10 pitcher in the American League. He has to be. And then you even look at the Blue Jays situation because the Blue Jays have a lot of interesting guys in Barrios and Manoa and Gosman. But then again, they're also going to be fighting for Cy Young votes between each other. It's it has to be Cole or Bieber. I don't want to even give out a value pick because I don't want I don't want anyone to put money on something that I genuinely don't believe is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You can't even talk yourself into this scenario real quick. Another guy I just want to shout out real quick at plus 2,500 is Nathan Uvalde. Like that's the one name a teensy bit farther down the list that like, I think is a fine number, but it's not good. Like the value isn't good, but Uvalde finished fourth in Cy Young voting last year. He led the league in fifth. He, especially with Chris Sale out with this rib cage stress fracture going on, like he's kind of a lone wolf in the Red Sox rotation right now. Um, We'll see what Hauk does, but I mean, Uvalde is going to be the frontline guy for a long time for the Red Sox. Uh, And listen, if he's good and the Red Sox are competing, I could absolutely see him getting votes. I like that value pick. Totally. The only thing that worries me, and and it goes in with with the Cole point too, and I think this is one of the reasons why. The only thing, the only reason why I'm not going with Bieber is I don't want to lose out. And I know you can't predict injuries, but I don't want to lose out on an opportunity to win a futures bet because of an injury. Shoulders make me nervous. I don't think Bieber is going to miss large parts of the season, but they're going to be careful. He might skip some starts. If he has a little twinge, they're shutting him down. Like, I I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to worry about that. Uh, And 
I mean, Cole has shown that he can be a workhorse at this point. And yeah. I, I will say, though, the AL East is a little scary. Those lineups are insane. Even the Orioles can swing it. Like, there's no day off in the AL East. But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I still – you got to go Cole. That's, that's a blue-chip stock right there. But also, in the Central, the offense isn't too bad either. You know, the Twins. The Twins. And Correa, the, the Tigers and their great new prospects. And they added Javier Baez. And, like, the White Sox are, of course, going to rake. And the Royals, with Witt coming in and a bounce back from Whit Merrifield. Still got Salve. Like, that – that division, the pitching is certainly not there, but the offense is. So it's not the, he's not pitching against nobody's Shane Bieber. See, no. I see that division, and I say you you accumulate strikeouts in that division. Yeah, that's I mean, looking at a guy strikeouts. like Javi Baez yeah. or like that entire Twins order, like you just rack up the case. That's that's a good point. You they can a lot of they can ambush they can ambush you though. Like I, that Royals team, even they can ambush you with some home runs very quickly. But yeah, I think the AL is a, a pretty pretty easier landscape. I'm interested to see the NL. NL is loaded. You've got three guys under a thousand. Max Scherzer plus six hundred is the front runner. Corbin Burns plus eight hundred is the reigning Cy Young winner. Walker Bueller is plus nine hundred. And then you've got DeGrom, who's out for a month at plus 1,000. Zach Wheeler at plus 1,000. And the list goes on. Brandon Woodruff just behind at plus 1,100. I think Walker Bueller is borderline best pitcher on the planet. And I think if I'm putting money down here, it's Bueller. I think Peter agrees. Do you? So totally agree. But you continue. (laughs) No, that's that's just my thought. Like this guy was one of four to reach 200 innings last year. He's a strikeout machine when on. He can locate five pitches when on. He's going to be the ace for the best team. Um, we're done with the Kershaw's, the ace charade. He's going to be the three because Urias is going to be the two and Bueller's the opening day starter. I mean, I think if Walker Bueller like does what I think he can do, that's north of 200 innings. That's a sub three ERA, and that's leading Major League Baseball in strikeouts, which is – Runaway, unanimous Cy Young. I really want to bet on Corbin Burns at plus 800, but I will be betting on Walker Buehler at plus 900. I think Walker Buehler will establish himself as arguably the best pitcher in the National League next year, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. You know what I see when I watch Walker Buehler? I see a young prime Verlander. That's what I see. He's got the fastball like Verlander. He's got the got big the tight like pants. Verlander. He's got the tight pants like Verlander. Everything about him screams best pitcher in baseball. He's got the confidence. He just stares you down. 98 at the top of the zone. Everything about Walker Bueller screams 2022 Cy Young. And at plus 900, I freaking love it. Another pick. We're not going to talk about wins leaders, but Walker Bueller. I talked about this on not gambling advice when we went a bit more in depth than all the other leaders. Walker Bueller to lead the league in wins. Yeah. Plus 750. I'm pairing that along with the Walker Bueller. Hard to predict wins, but it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. If I'm going to predict wins, it's going to be him. I love Walker Bueller at plus 900. Not parlay advice. Yeah. Not parlay, I'm not parlaying. I don't parlay anything yeah. ever. If you were betting. Um, and if I was betting. The, the crazy thing with Bueller is what I look at is he's going to pitch six, seven innings almost every time out yeah. there. He, he he's, he's one of the few that are left. And if you have six or seven at bats of your Dodgers lineup getting up there, you figure they're going to break through for a handful of runs, one of those innings. And, you know, he only needs a couple runs. I will say though, don't sleep on Julio Arias. And that's my pick at 25 to one, because I don't think he's that far off from Walker Bueller. I really don't. If we talk about age, 
Arias is younger, 25 years old. I know experience is, is he's been around for a while now, but he's finally healthy. Last year was his first full season, actually, at the, being able to throw more than 100 innings. He threw 185, 2.96 ERA, career low walk rate. Uh, strikeout rate was actually higher than Walker Bueller's, and the FIP was better. I, I, I think he could easily be better than, there we go, and Pete's got his LA Dodgers hat because that's what that's what this is. We're talking at Cy Young. It's going to be a Dodger most likely. Julio Arias at twenty five to one is my pick. I'll take more strikeouts, less walks, and pretty pretty matching peripherals to, to Walker Bueller. Yeah, each each award we do, Peter's going to add a hat. Julio <laughs> Arias is my value pick as well at plus twenty five hundred. He's also another pick to lead the league in wins. I'm telling both of them. One of them's going to win one of those things. And at plus 1,000, plus 750, all these, you're going to hit one of them. I'm fairly sure of it. I'm all over it. <laughs> Peter yeah. was shitting on me for calling Julio Rios a 20-game winner last year, and now here he is betting on leading the league in wins. No, it wasn't shitting on you. It was just funny that that's always the lead-up. Julio Rios, the 20-game winner. I'm like, that's not the thing that matters as much. It's funnier, but it's not the thing that matters. He won but 20 games. such a good pitch. He did win 20 games. It's awesome yeah. when you win 20 games. He just Jack Jack just so badly wants to be able to say that, right? Yeah. Like, because you can't say twenty game winner anymore, right? You can you. It's really almost impossible. Uh, so I, we might be able to say it again. Back we'll get to back run off by games. the fourteen year olds on TikTok. They twenty do game not winner, the lead leader in XFIP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this year's leader in XFIP. Yeah, you don't say twenty game leader anymore as an intro. But Arias is my long shot, and then Logan Webb. I, I, even though that's still pretty good value, that's my that's my straightforward bet I think I don't want to take two Dodgers first of all uh, but second of all Logan Webb we know how good he was last year you don't need me to talk about how special he can be but I think he's going to take that you know step now I think he showed it in the postseason going toe-to-toe with every top pitcher that he had to face in every lineup that he had to face through the postseason he was magnificent and I think he, he knows he's an ace now and, and I think he's going to really come out tossing this year that that rotation it's his, you know, he leads that rotation. Now it wasn't him and Kevin Gosman before. I know they got Rodon, but Logan Webb is the guy. And I think he's going to be that guy for them for a very long time. And I think he's going to really be in the consideration this year. So those are my two picks. So Arm, I think you listened to not gambling advice. Cause that was one of Colby's picks and we we're all on the Arias Bueller Webb trade. Yeah, I love yeah. Webb at plus 60. My only thing is I'm just tailing these Dodgers. But if I had, if you put a gun to my head and say, pick another, it's Logan Webb. So great pick. Love it. So- I've got two guys that I do want to shout out that just have had crazy hot springs and look absolutely fantastic when I watch them. The odds aren't that good. Like Carlos Rodon, I was expecting the odds to be a lot higher. Uh, Yeah, I mean, plus 2,200. I was expecting him to be in like the plus 3,000 range. Mm -hmm. Or Um, higher. Is that higher? Yeah, higher, yeah. Okay, we talked about it, right? Like lower (laughs) is is less money if you win. Higher is more money if you win. Um, Yes. Yeah, I would I would have expected Rodon's odds to be a bit higher than plus 2200, but I mean shit's jumping. Like we just don't know if if he's done by August. Um I have been so impressed by Joe Musgrove in the spring. Yeah. This guy's fastball is absolutely humming. Yep. It's and ridiculous. he's slated to start opening day for a reason over Snell, over Darvish, because he is the ace of that team. He's electric. He's a great pick to win it. He really is. 2500 plus 2500 yeah. for Joe Musgrove. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to Aram stomping grounds here. AL Rookie of the Year, Bobby Woo! Witt is the uh, odds-on favorite. Absolutely, 
Bobby Witt plus 310. Spencer Torkelson, who's going to break camp with the Tigers, plus 450. And then you got Adley Rutschman, who's missing a couple weeks with a tricep issue at plus 600. Julio Rodriguez at plus 600 as well. And then you get guys north of 1,000. Arm, who you like? Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of players that get me like excited, uh, and there's a few. I want to I want to gas up a few different guys. Uh, if Josh Lowe wasn't blocked, by the way, but that would be my go-to. I would love to be gassing up Josh Lowe plus nine thousand, but he's blocked. I thought the Rays would clear the way for him. They have not. Um, you look at the the top end, the four guys: Bobby Witt, Spencer Torkelson, Adley Rutschman, Julio Rodriguez. I think that there's going to be a heavy, heavy gravitation towards Adley Rutschman uh, because of what he's doing behind the dish as a switch hitter. And, and here's the thing with Adley. I think he has an easier path to, to win this award. Uh, so my, my short odds are Adley. Uh, that's my pick because he doesn't need to hit as much as a Julio Rodriguez who might be DH and playing corner outfield. Torkelson's playing first. Uh, Bobby Witt's going to, I think, have a lot to try to keep up with in terms of playing third, playing shortstop and hitting uh, at a high level. Adley could hit 260 with 20 bombs and play great defense and he'll still get way more votes. Adley is my short pick there. I love him at plus 600. I still think that's really favorable odds. And then I'm, I'm really torn uh, between Stephen Kwan at plus 6,500 uh, to win it over with the Cleveland Guardians or Matt Brash at plus 4,500. Ultimately, I'm going to go with Matt Brash because he secured a spot in the rotation. I've been I've been just a fan of his as a prospect for a long time. His command seems to finally have really settled in here. He had an outing where he threw 22 pitches, 22 freaking strikes. Uh, the slider, as we know, is, is otherworldly. We've seen big league vets taking embarrassing swings at that pitch, and now he's showing feel for the fastball, locating east-west, I think Matt Brash is going to dominate from the jump, and and I love that pick at plus forty five hundred. So I'm not even giving my boy Jeremy Pena a vote because his odds got way too short. So those are my two picks there: Adley and, and Matt Brash. I love the Brash pick. I I think that's perfect. And you were on Brash a year ago. Now pitching ninjas on Matt Brash during the yeah, spring. I know I mean, it is crazy to see. Rob yeah. Rob Freeman cannot stop tweeting out Matt Brash videos. Like there Hard there is honestly it. a chance that he K's eight guys in his MLB debut. I think he or not to. Got to give credit to Arm on that one. He's been on Matt Brash since before Matt Brash was on Matt Brash. Um, <laughs> my he was only the Niagara is, Purple Eagle, literally. <laughs> he was like, he was like in the uh, delivery room with his parents, be like, "God, look at that arm! This look is at that the slider. one. This, this guy's ready guy. to go. This this is is guy. It's ready to go." Okay. My only thing is with the Adley pick tricep thing. Are you not concerned to start the season? He might be a little bit injured. That was my only thing because I also wanted to go with Adley, but I was like. Because in not gambling advice, when we recorded our, our picks a little bit earlier, I went with Riley Green, which I love Riley Green. But again, just learning, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. So I just, Sucks. I don't want to bet on these rookies who are starting the year hurt. That's my yeah, only thing yeah. with Adley. But he could totally still do it. That's how amazing he is. Totally, totally. I am definitely a little bit worried. Triceps, not as not, yeah. concerning, but if it could nag him, you never know. So definitely, definitely wary of it. I think Bobby Witt's so good. <laughs> like it, it's hard uh, for me to see somebody not named Bobby Witt winning this. Plus three ten. Yeah, like plus, it's not. Uh, it's not worth. Not it. even gonna, he's not even going to start opening day on the Royals. At least we don't think so yet. Uh, have they, they starting opening anything. day? Have they said? Have they announced it yet? He's going to break camp with him. He's going to be on the opening day roster. I mean, okay. it would be so weird if Bobby Witt wasn't in the starting lineup on opening day, but he's on the roster. Yeah. Bobby Here's Witt, my thing. Bench bat. Here's my thing with the. T- Top four dudes. 
Torkelson, Adley, and Julio are all plus hit tool guys. Bobby Witt at this point just just isn't quite a plus hit tool guy yet. He's got I think he's going to be there, but the swing they're swing and miss. They're swing and miss, and I could see it being a little bit of a shaky shaky start for him. Torque might hit thirty five this year. And that's exactly why Spencer Torkelson is my pick to win AL Rookie of the Year. Plus <laughs> I He has the – if you look at the top four, Bobby Witt, like you said, Arm, plus hit tool, not there yet. Plus, I don't know if he's going to start the season with the Royals. Adley Rutschman, tricep thing. Julio Rodriguez most likely will not start with the big league team. So who's left? Spencer Torkelson, who's already raking yeah. in, the, in spring training. I think he's the best bat that we're going to see out of a rookie this year. I know you point to first base, but when he when he dwarfs everybody else's numbers, when he's the only matter. 30 to 35 home run guy and he's driving in 90 runs and he's hitting 270, he's already there, he's already top 10 first baseman, then we're just going to be like, all right, he just should win it himself. Plus 450, he doesn't even have the best odds to do it either. I love the Riley Green pick. I think if Riley Green was healthy, I would still go with him because I think he has not – almost as good of a bat because he's there's more swing and miss there but he's still a great bat and he's a phenomenal defender in the outfield i thought the war numbers would most likely favor green both of them slated to start on the tigers exciting team but miguel cabrera just handed off the the symbolic glove symbolic glove to spencer torkelson al rookie of the year spencer torkelson of the tigers plus 450 lock it in you had three grown men crying about that, apparently, in A.J. Hinch's office. You had Hinch Four. crying. You had Miggy crying. You had uh, Torque crying. Who else was crying? Four. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a grown man? We're like almost there. We're like almost there. Close. Once, the I'm able, adults. once I'm able to rent a car, which is incredible that it's still 25 to rent a car, yeah. it's 18 to vote and go to war, then I'm a man. But until I'm able to rent a car, I'm not a man. That's and you know what I will say. I'm grown though. I'm six four. I'm grown. He's not a man. Are you six four? Six four, baby. In shoes. Six three without shoes. In Tim's or I'm I'm six three in Tim's. (laughs) What are you? I'm five seven in Tim's. Um. Well, the one thing I'll say too: don't underestimate the fact. I mean, Torkelson. Like, there's a little bit of swing and miss, but he's he's a power and hit guy. Very similar to Miggy. Obviously, Miggy's more pure of a hitter, but that you can't compare anybody to Miggy. Miguel other than but, <laughs> but don't underestimate having Miguel Cabrera in your ear through your entire rookie season as maybe one of the few guys that we've seen that is as gifted at the plate as Miguel Cabrera in a very long time. So I, I'm totally in on that narrative, too. I, I think Miggy's going to be a big help, and, and I'm excited about that team. I think that's a great pick also. Because remember, this, rookie whole of the year. Narrative, this whole thing is narrative-based, too. It is. It is. It's not it all is. about who we think will have the best WRC plus. There's it's the Oscars. This thing. It literally is. Yeah. Uh, NL Rookie of the Year. You've got a share of oh, wait. the favorite. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get my value pick. Just Who's real your value quick. Pick? My value pick, I love the Stephen Kwan, but I also have Kevin Smith at plus 7,500 for the A's. He's not that good, but he's going to have a ton of run. <laughs> he's going to play A's. the whole season. He's going to play the whole season, and he is decent. And at plus 7,500, he's one of the few rookies who I know they're going to run him out every day, no matter if he sucks or not. So I'm going to sprinkle. I'm I'm throwing 10 bucks to win $750. I I think that, I think that's a great pick. He's, he's fast too. He's going to steal some bases. He's going to hit for power. Yeah. I like that pick. But the only problem is he's not that good. Like he's, he's all right, but he's nowhere near Torkelson or even Stephen Kwan, who I also have at plus 6,500. 
So do we like Arius at plus 7,500 too? Gabriel Arius? Yeah. Yeah. He looks is good. Is he going to get run? He might be blocked. That's the problem. Yeah. Is he going to get run? And that's the yeah. big challenge with this award is do they get run? And Kevin I, Smith I think is going to get run. <laughs> I think he will. So yeah, they're going to run him into the ground. Yeah. Marathon. They're going to run, yeah. gonna run <laughs> him into the ground. He's going to play all 162. <laughs> he's going to play every position too, I think. Uh, yeah, I like Arius at plus 7,500, but he's got to get called up. And, and we don't know when that's going to happen. So it's a little risky. O'Neill Cruz has to get called up. If you look yeah. at NL Rookie of the Year, O'Neill Cruz just got optioned to AAA Indianapolis. Um, which you're pumped about selfishly. Which, selfishly, I'm ecstatic about it. I get to watch O'Neill Cruz. Uh, he and Seiya Suzuki are both plus 380. O'Neill Cruz is in AAA. Seiya Suzuki, there was never an opportunity that he was going to be in South Bend. Like he is a Chicago <laughs> Cub as soon as you come over. Um, Suzuki should be like so far ahead of the rest of the field. CJ Abrams is plus 600, Joey Bart plus 900. And then you get into the 1000 range. Is it Seiya Suzuki's to lose? You said it yourself, Jack. Seiya Suzuki's odds should be way better and they aren't. I'm jumping on plus 380 right now. Seiya Suzuki is my pick. We talk about run. He's going to get so much run with the Cubs. <laughs> we, the talk about a prof- we talk about an already professional hitter. He's being com- I, being compared. I'm comparing him to Hideki Matsui because of the numbers. And I, I've already <laughs> written all these articles. And I've been on Seiya Suzuki now for months. And if I'm wrong, egg on my face because I I just believe in him. I believe in the swing. And I believe in his profile as a player. Like if he's 270 with 25 jacks and 80 to 90 RBIs. And he's putting up a 115-ish WRC+. plus. When you look at the rest of the field, some guys are more talented, but just won't get as much run. And there's just so when you look, when he's being compared to O'Neill Cruz, who's not even starting this year in the big leagues at plus 380, he's his odds are going to go down. Like it's going to be a plus 300 line. Then the season's going to keep going underway. Then it's going to be plus 200. Then at some point, he will be a minus favorite. This is the best value you're going to get, say, Suzuki on. I'm jumping on right now. My value pick, Mackenzie Gore, plus 4,500. I don't actually love it, but what we saw in spring training, it's worthy of a sprinkle because when he's right, he's the best pitching prospect, I think in the sport or at least close to it with Grayson and Shane Vaz, that's a big if, but if he gets enough run with the Padres this year and he looks like the Mackenzie Gore, we all imagine he could be, I think plus 4,500 is good enough value to justify a sprinkle. Yeah, I... It's what I, what I really love is w- with the Suzuki pick is is this is rookie years are always a freaking roller coaster because they're rookies. Uh, Say Suzuki's already played at a double A level for several years now, and I think he will be able to uh, you know survive the roller coaster that is a rookie season. I'm gonna stay off the beaten path though and and stay away from Say there. I I'm gonna wait on the O'Neill Cruz bet and then I'm gonna bet him if we're talking about like when it's. Because <laughs> I think O'Neill's odds are going to get better, obviously, once he's not in the big leagues and the big league season starts. O'Neill Cruz, to me, is going to make up for lost time. I think we have not seen a prospect with this much power since John Carlos Stanton in terms of exit velos. And I don't even think Stanton was putting up the exit. We didn't have stat cast then, but he wasn't putting up the exit velos. I don't think that O'Neill Cruz is. He had a home run 120 miles an hour last year. I mean, this guy has different kind of pop. And the hit tool is already progressed a ton. If his odds improve, I'm going all in on Cruz. If it gets to the plus 450 range, I'm taking it because I think he's going to be incredible once he gets called up. Like, Arm, just to put those exit velos into perspective for a second, like you said, he had a 120 mile an hour home run. That may not immediately jump off the page when you hear it. 
but that would have been second last year out of everybody. Yes, yes. Giancarlo was 122. Machado was 119.6. That would have been second. And what? how old is he? 21? 22 now? 22? And he's 6'7". And, and just still like getting more physical. So that's my my shorter pick. And then, the, honestly, I don't like the value plays as much in the National League. I'm not as much as a, of a fan of some of these. I love Bryson Stott. Uh, and that's it's not the best value in the world, but that's probably my quote-unquote value play because I think Stott can, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, I've been really harping on him being – the everyday shortstop for them. He might end up playing third, depending with what they do with Bohm. But he has he's going to sprinkle in stolen bases. He's going to sprinkle in some power. He's going to hit for a high average. He's going to play good defense on a really good team. Uh, and I think Stott could be that Jonathan India type this coming season for yeah. the Phillies and, and have a very similar type of production. And, and I honestly think Stott has as good of a chance to win it as anybody at plus 1,000. I'm jumping on it. Would yeah. you say your strategy is more you're waiting on O'Neill Cruz, maybe a sprinkle on Bryson Stott now, but then you're really just waiting yes. for O'Neill's Cruz's odds to get better. And that's like the strategy of how you're playing this rookie of the year, because a lot of people are listening for you, man. You, you know, people 100%. are going to be tailing this and and we need to we need to lock down the strategy for the people. A hundred percent. Like, let's say O'Neill Cruz doesn't exist. Bryson Stott is my bet. Hunter Green, go. I'm very worried about keeping the ball in the yard. I don't think he's big league ready. I'm At very happy that I, I'm happy to see him called up because it's fine. He can learn up there, but he's not winning rookie of the year. I really don't think so. Uh, Sixto Sanchez won't pitch this year, and he's got like the fifth best odds. So Stott, to me, would be my pick no matter what. We don't know what Abrams, how he's going to fit in. Um, and then, you know, we talk about Suzuki, and, and we eliminated Cruz in this imaginary scenario. So, yeah, I'm waiting for Cruz's odds to get better, and I feel very good about putting money on Bryce and Stott. Two names. Nick Lodolo at plus 4,000. Lodolo is going to start the first week of the season with Cincinnati. With Luis Castillo, yeah, with Castillo and Mike Miner being on the IL, Lodolo's going to get a start the first time through the rotation. And if Lodolo's as good as we think he is, which is better than Hunter Green, then he'll stick around because he's good enough. And he's one of the five best starting pitchers for the Cincinnati Reds. So Lodolo plus 4,000 are good odds. I think Max Meyer looks unhittable, Aram. Plus 5,000. I don't know if he's going to get up. I don't know if he's going to crack that rotation. Yeah, but, like, if Meyer comes up and doesn't allow a hit in his first four outings, like, you got to give him extended outings. That's a good point. I just don't it's, know how he's going to get run. So It's so ridiculous, dude. I, I wonder how long it'll take before he gets up. I, I've watched him now in three different starts, like full five-inning starts on the backfields, and he's, he's up to 96, 97. And his slider is a joke. He looks unbelievable. With what I've been able to watch from Max Meyer, he looks unhittable. unhittable. Yeah, so I like that because the second, God forbid, an injury happens, which, you know, unfortunately they're inevitable, especially on the pitching side, he's the first guy that's going to get called up. So I, I think I think that's not a bad – plus 5,000 for a guy that you know is going to get strikeouts at the big league level right away. I can't promise he's going to keep the ball in the yard but we know he's going to rack up K's and, and be probably further along than Hunter Green at plus 5,000. I'm, I'm totally in on that pick. And that's double the odds of Edward Cabrera. Yes. I really like the Lodolo pick, Jack, because think about it. Who's a better pitcher, Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo? I think all three of us are in agreement that we would prefer Nick Lodolo. Whose mm. stuff is more conducive to getting outs, at least initially in Great American Ballpark? You Lodolo. have the fly ball pitcher versus the ground ball pitcher. Nick Lodolo wins out there. My only thing is, will Nick Lodolo be in the starting five opening day like Hunter Greenwell? Yes. And you say yes. 
Yes, that's my understanding. That's Bobby Nightingale, the Cincinnati Inquirer. That's Bob's son. Uh, yes, he says yes. He says Lodolo will either start game five or game six. Malley's the opening day guy. Apparently, Hunter Green goes game four, which is April 10th. Is that Sunday? Um, but Green will go game four. My understanding from reading a couple of the Reds beat writers is Lodolo goes five or six. I like you that. Force. You guys smell that? Smell value. It smells like Cincinnati Reds broken odds. Oh. 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 At 40 to one again. 40 to one. 40 to one again. Jonathan India last year. Nick Lodolo this year. I'm not He's saying. He's reading my Reds beat writers. <laughs> I'm sprinkling on Nick Lodolo. You told me he's starting in the rotation. I am sprinkling on Nick Lodolo. Put it down now. I still think Seiya Suzuki's going to win. But yeah. if you gave me another pick, I'm throwing Mackenzie Gore out the window and I'm going to go with Nick Lodolo. <laughs> everybody thought Kibrian Hayes was going to win it last year. That's a good point. Right. But then again, Kibrian Hayes didn't come over from the MPB and was like an MVP there. No. That's more O'Neill Cruz. <laughs> Seiya has two hits in spring training and they both are majestic bombs. Literally, it's awesome. Or he's striking out. <laughs> it's gonna sweet. be it's gonna be an interesting season for Zayo. All right. Well, we want to talk home run leaders. Yes, I have it already on lock. Um, Vladdy is the only one with odds under a thousand. He's at plus seven hundred. Pete Alonso plus a thousand. Aaron Judge plus twelve hundred. List goes on. Pete, what you like? I would do myself a disservice if I didn't go along with what I've been saying for the past three, four months is that Pete Alonso is going to hit the most home runs in major league baseball next year. He hit 53 in 2019, like 53 home runs. And he was on pace for 45 home runs in 2020. And he hit 37 last year with a better approach. I think he starts to revert back to more power, especially in that lineup with plenty of approach guys. Now that you have Canna and Marte and Lindor and McNeil they need his power. He's going to get it, and he's going to hit 50-plus. That's my pick at plus 1,100. My value pick, plus 2,500 for Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, this is dependent on the knee, but I don't think people understand what a power hitter Ronald Acuna Jr. is. He hit 41 home runs in 156 games in 2019. He hit 14 in 46 games in 2020, which have averaged out over 162. Is 49 home runs. He had 24 home runs in 82 games before going down with that ACL tear last year. That would have averaged out to 47 home runs. Like he is a 45 home run hitter when healthy and you get it at plus 2,500. That's my value pick there. Deep cut Nelson Cruz at plus 6,000 because it's Nelson Cruz. And like plus 6,000 is too much. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Aram, what jumps out to you? I like Olsen. I, I really like Olsen at plus 1400. Great lineup. Uh, you know, I, better I really, park, better park. And that's the big thing. And he continues to hit the ball in the air and more consistently. Uh, the more we see him, he seems to be on an upward trajectory. You put him in a better ballpark. I think it's going to be pretty natural that we're going to see more home runs there. And he already was really ridiculous last year with 39 pumps. I, I think he's going to be in the 40 to 45 conversation, which puts you right there. You're, you're give or take a couple. You're winning the, uh, you're, you're bringing home the, the title for, for most home runs. Uh, so at, at those odds, you know, I, I really like it at plus 1400 uh, at the value play Kyle Schwarber. 
I mean, Kyle Schwarber doesn't get hurt last year. There's a good chance he leads the league in home runs yeah. with the ridiculous pace he was on. I don't think we've, we haven't seen anything like that <laughs> with the home run streak that he went on. Now you have a short porch and right. Some of the similar reasons why I like Harper uh, in terms of the lineup being absolutely loaded, but the short porch and right with Schwarber, I love it. I could see Schwarber hitting 40 plus this year too. And at plus 3,500, I'm so in on that. Yeah. Uh, you are Don Alvarez plus 1500. I mean, that guy only has to worry about hitting. Yeah, uh, another guy only has to worry about hitting. How about Fran Mil Reyes at plus 2000? This guy is a massive human being that hits the ball harder than many that I've ever seen. So it's incredible. I, that's why Ronald Acuna Jr. at plus 2500 is so much better, in my opinion. Think about this. Who do you like if if you put him like on a plate, like who are you choosing, Acuna or Fran Mel to hit more home runs? Like he, you you tend towards Acuna, unless you I've got Acuna have. at thirty five hundred. Maybe he's plus thirty five hundred. I'll take that too. I had him at plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, he's at thirty five hundred for us. Yeah, plus thirty five hundred. Give that to me as well. Yeah. What do you think of Eloy Jimenez at plus three thousand? I like that. Like you're t- you're giving me Ronald Cooney Jr. at plus thirty five hundred or Aloy at plus three thousand? I think I'm going with Aloy. Really? Yeah. If Aloy is healthy, I mean, like, I've just seen him put consistently hard contact on baseballs. Like, it feels like every game there's a ball that goes to the warning track or beyond. I He was, you know, he was the hot pick to hit 50 bombs last year, and then he got hurt the last day of spring training because he can't play the field. Um, I say screw it. Like, you can be in left, just be a black hole in left. Like, don't catch anything. Um, just hit 50 bombs, and we're good, Eloy. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, but it's Aloy Jimenez, dude. Light tower power. But he's never put up home run totals that Acuna has already been putting up. And it's Ronald Acuna Jr. at plus 3,500. I loved it at plus 2,500. I love it even more at plus 3,500. Arm, where do you side on that? 3,500 for for freaking Ronald Acuna Jr. is nuts. I, I like the Aloy. I think Aloy is going to explode this year. I do. But the odds, if I'm getting Ronald Acuna at 3,500, he looks good, man. Like he, he's seen, like I, I already like saw some clips of him hitting. <laughs> he looks ready to go. I, I like the Eloy pick, but if we're talking odds, I do side 3,500 Ronald Acuna there. Okay, fair. Um, shall we go to strikeout leaders? We shall. Garrett Cole plus 450 is the front runner. Jacob DeGrom is still plus 500 for some reason, although he had what, like 92 Ks or something? Or he, yeah. What did he do last year? Uh, was DeGrom right. was something stupid. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was something dumb. But it was Garrett Cole plus 450, DeGrom plus 500, Scherzer plus 650, Robbie Ray plus 900. And then you get to Corbin Burns at 1100 and down. So he only had 146 Ks in 92 innings. To only, DeGrom. yeah. So that's why if he misses a month, he's still probably, he still the might odds win are it. about yeah. right. The, the odds are about fair. <laughs> Absolutely. I, Cole, Cole got really close to 300 punches though when he was in Houston in 2019. Is that right? Yeah. He was, should have won the Young, I think, in 2019. Yeah. And he, he should have won in 2021. <laughs> He should have won 2021, whatever. My pick for AL strikeout, or not AL, just overall strikeout leader, Corbin Burns at plus 1,100. For that value, he had the highest K per nine last year, one of the highest strikeout rates. He finished fifth in Ks while only 
throwing 167 innings. I don't think that he's going to throw 200, but I think between 180 to 190 is perfect, perfectly reasonable to assume from one of the best strikeout artists in the league. He was fifth while only throwing 167. If you give me close to 200 innings, I think he easily leads all of baseball in strikeouts, and he's not even top three, four in odds. Corbin Burns a plus 1,100. I already bet it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, so to answer your question, Jack, it was uh, 324 Ks for Garrett Cole in 2019 with the Astros. So he blew absolutely, by it. Absolutely insane. Uh, looking at this, this is one of those where I could probably talk myself into a lot of different guys, honestly. That's a fact. But Dylan Cease at plus 1,500, I think Dylan Cease, if he, if the command just gets to where it needs mm-hmm. to be, and it's getting better. He, he's showing us incremental improvement. He could strike out 15 in an outing. Like we've seen the yes. swing and miss stuff that Cease has. So 15 to 1 odds on Dylan Cease, I'll take that every single day of the week. And then I'm with you on Corbin Burns at 11 to 1 odds. I mean, his innings were short last year. In terms of his body of work, he did not get nearly as much as everybody else. The strikeouts were crazy. I think Burns is going to continue to get better, and he's not even the favorite. Give me Burns at 11 to 1 odds. Those are my two picks. Arm, are you listening? I think Arm's the most avid listener of not gambling advice because my next value pick was also going to be Dylan Cease, and I gave that one out too. I love Dylan Cease at plus 1,500 as well. I think he has just as much potential as Corbin Burns does. He was the second highest in K per nine, one of the tops in K percentage as well. And just another guy as he gets stretched out more will just strike out more guys. He finished seventh in strikeouts last year. Seventh, and he wasn't stretched out. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Now, Cease was, I think he was fourth in all of baseball in Ks per nine. Like I, that's no, second, why we made sure second in baseball Mike, in K's per nine. Second, second in baseball. Second. Damn, man. Um, yeah. When we talked to Michael Fisher, Arm, when we talked to Michael Fisher at Codify and we just asked him like, how good can Dylan Cease be? And he just started laughing. Like that gave me all the, <laughs> yeah, he just, I needed. He was like, he, he's like, you don't even know how good Dylan Cease can be. Basically was the reaction that I got from, from him, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's funny that, that that's the pick you gave out Peter. Cause I, I, I just look at Cease and I'm like, this guy is, is on the cusp. Like he's Scream right there. Strikeout. Screams strikeout leader. Yeah. Just like Walker Buehler screams NL Cy Young, don't see screams strikeout leader to me. I think I it's more it. of a chance that he leads the AL. I do think Corbin Burns is going to lead everybody. I really do. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, do you think Buehler at plus 1800 might be kind of worth it? Yes. Yeah, that'd yeah. be my third pick. Because he's going to throw 220 innings. Right. <laughs> He, he's he's going to throw so many innings. That he he might not be the best in K percentage, yeah. But he he might just compile and compile. It's just an compile. accumulation thing. Yeah. yeah Another true. guy that I want to shout out here is Jose Barrios at plus twenty five hundred. If Barrios is on, I know that's a hard division to do it in, but Tampa Bay strikes out a lot. The Yankees, Peter, how often do they strike out? All the fucking the, time. The Red Sox <laughs> have Bobby Dalback. Yeah. So like that's ten <laughs> and the and Orioles. On its own. <laughs> I mean, we love Ryan Mountcastle, but he also strikes out a lot a lot of those guys k is shit loan i mean i kind of like the draw that barrios just got thoughts on this i like gosman better than barrios next year for k's Ooh, i don't hate it gosman was top 10 last year in the league in strikeouts i just don't think gosman does what he did again i don't think he does amazing but i still think he's going to be really good like i still think he's three three to three four ara that splitter 
can't prepare for that splitter. It's disgusting, that splitter that he throws. I also have another really, really deep cut. You Darvish at plus 4,500. He's a strikeout artist. Plus 4,500 seems a little bit disrespectful for you, Darvish. But to be honest, I don't even really want to bet on that. I just saw that line and I was like, oh, that's possible. But I'm not actually betting on it. So I just want to throw it out there. Here's a line. Let's talk about it. Uh... Yeah. Wait, what do you guys think of you, Darvish? Is, is any shot? The health worries me a little bit. Yeah. But I agree. I think he, he, he strikes out guys in droves. I mean, it's crazy. He just, those odds, he's between guys who just have no freaking shot at doing it. And he does have a shot. So that's why I thought about it. So stolen bases is that Alberto Mondesi's to lose. If Mondesi plays a hundred games, he might steal 80 bags. Yep. Mondesi plus 250. Starling Marte, who led the league last year, is plus 350. Whit Merrifield, Mondesi's teammate, plus 550. Acuna plus 600. And then Trey Turner, and the list goes on. So can I tell you how I'm playing this one? I'm going with Whit Merrifield at plus 550. He finished with 40 in 2021 and finished second. He finished fourth in stolen bases in 2020. The reason why I like him and when I evaluate the other contenders, he's so durable. All the other favorites have injury history. I just think that he is a lock to finish top five. So I think, all right, give me at least the safest bet. Mondesi is one of the best base dealers when healthy like that there is. Like Billy Hamilton 2.0, but almost better. It's electric. But with that comes injury histories. He's almost too fast for his own hamstrings. Starling Marte, another guy who's just never done 47 before. Now he goes to a Mets lineup. I don't know how much they're going to want him running when you consider all the run producers in that lineup. They're also not a team who primarily steals that many bases anyway. Whit Merrifield just seems like he's going to be one of the best bets to win it. And you gave me plus 550. That's how I'm playing it. And I don't even have a value pick either. It's just Whit Merrifield. It's a small bet at plus 550. I like Marte. Um, I just watched him swipe third on the Marlins before we started recording. Um, I think think Showalter is going to be old school and say, let's freaking run. Let's run. And I I think when when that offense stalls out, that's how they're going to try to get a run across. I like Marte, but the odds aren't great. That's my thing. Miles Straw at 15 to 1 for me, I really like. Miles Straw finished fifth. Tied for fourth, actually, in stolen bases last year with Cedric Mullins, uh, but had less plate appearances than all of the guys ahead of him besides Starling Marte. He's slated to be the starting center fielder for Cleveland. Then Quan is going to end up slotting into a corner. And, and Straw's going to play a ton. And he was 30 for 36 on swipes. Got better offensively as the year went on. That's the big thing. Straw's got to get on base. He got better in that regard. He's been walking more. I think Straw could could easily lead and he has to steal bases like he has to be valuable in other ways because he's not going to be that great of a hitter i, I like straw at 15 to 1 it's a great i think modesty is going to do it um but i Here. really enjoy byron buxton at plus three thousand i know <laughs> just injury i i don't i don't want to bet on him but i don't even want him to don't run. do it just I don't know, even but run. like you could create like the byron buxton future parlay where he leads the league in stolen bases and wins the mvp Jack, I was looking at his line to lead the league in home runs. Like, that's the yeah, type that's of player he is. Him. He yeah. could lead the league in home runs and stolen bases while being the best defender in the sport. Can he lead the league in wins, too? Okay, is he the most talented player in baseball? Yes. Like, let's yeah. say that right now. Do you well, think Otani, I guess, is the most talented? I, you got to say Otani. I would say Otani's like Buxton. as fast. 
I would say talented Italian, position players. I think it's Buxton. Yeah. Also, it's Luis so, Robert is. Who else in- is in the conversation? Buxton, Acuna, Luis Robert. Soto is talented. I think you're going to stop it. Jose, Jose Ramirez, Ramirez is a switch switch hitter is with he power. Super talented or just such a good baseball player. No, he's switch super hitter, talented. Power, speed. Yeah, Tatis Tenders. too. You got to throw Tatis in that. You're gonna scoff, but Aaron Judge is incredibly. Talented. No, I'm I'm not gonna scoff. I no, agree. That, I think you're he's, right. He's with you. I think I'm with you on that one. Ben 19 home runs in 61 games for Buxton, by the way. Jose Trevino, Jose yes. Trevino, Ben Rotvert, however you say it, Rotvert. Rortvet. <laughs> Peter just refuses to accept his name. He's like, I'm not accepting that. I'm I not still haven't accepted that IKF is the starting shorts of the Yankees. I haven't accepted either of them yet. Ben Rutt. Yeah, seems good. <laughs> ben Rutt. Right? Um. Okay. I think this was, was a good so one. Fun. I think. I think we. I think we gave the people what they needed. We gave you your deep cuts. Nick Lodolo, another Reds guy, gonna come back and probably gonna win the rookie of the year. Yep. Garrett Cole's winning the ALSA. <laughs> I hope no, he's gonna almost win it again. <laughs> he's gonna almost win it. Garrett Cole, if you could bet on second in Cy Young yes, voting, yes. Oh, Cole I would crib second. I would crib second. I just looked up the line. He's minus 800 to finish second. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Harper, man. Back to back MVPs. Arm and I are both on that, and yeah, we're both. That'll on be the- fun. That'll that'll be fun to root for. Well, Peter and I will just be sending each other Harper home runs. Every and the time deep it cut, the deep cut for Kyle Tucker too at plus three thousand. Oh yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Tuck. I think Bueller plus nine hundred to win the NL Cy Young is my favorite bet on here. Is that your favorite I was pick? Just gonna say, I love it too. Love yeah, it. the pick I'm the pick I'm most excited about I think is Brash at forty five to one. Yeah, because he's in the rotation and he K's guys up, and I get to just watch those games every fifth day and be like, I have forty five to one on this guy, right. <laughs> and just see what happens. Like, also, talk about house is money to me. I'm also kind of in on Eloy to lead the league in homers. I think that's, I might that, just... that's the one I would feel the least good about. See, yeah, I might I might clip it and just send you guys the middle finger emoji each time he hits one. Homer. And <laughs> not talking about homers, I'm you are a homer. <laughs> I know you guys are better at the rookie of the year historically. Like I was on Alex Kirloff last year and he got hurt. I mean, that, that wasn't that bad of a pick. Just got no, it wasn't a bad pick. Just got hurt. But like I love Torque winning in the AL and I love I like Seau winning in the NL. I, I think those are the I think those those already hit. I think those won. Oh, they hit. I think they won already. Let, 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 let the sports book know. Like, hey, hey, just wanted to cash this just, in. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take 50-50 before it even happens. Opening day happen. on Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, the rookie of the years have already cashed. But we got a whole week of baseball to come. Tomorrow is grading the offseason and over-under win totals in the American League. Pete, do the whole plug thing. Show us your T-shirt again. Yeah, also next week, we're not stopping all of the top 10s. Next week, the, well, no, yeah. So this is this week. This is Monday. Next week, shortstops, outfield, starting pitching, relievers, top 10s are coming at you too. This next two weeks is going to be great. Get your not gambling advice t-shirts or your just baseball merch like Arms wearing his hoodie in the episode link description as well. Keep up to date. If you love the gambling stuff, check me out on TikTok at Just Baseball Fans and on the website, justbaseball.com, where we'll be putting all of our articles out on there. Gotta go. Also, I gotta shout this out again. Arm fucking talked to Jack Leiter. Like, go listen to that episode. He talked to Jack Leiter of all people. That's a phenomenal episode. I already listened on YouTube and when I was working out, I listened to it again because it's awesome. Go check that out on Twitter at Just BB Media as well. 
Instagram at just baseball fans. I think that's it. That's all we got for you. Yeah, I think that's it. What else you got, Arm? Anything? No, got got nothing on on my end. Excited uh, minor league opening day. A little bit before MLB opening day, got a lot to talk about, and uh, it's gonna be fun. We're getting all these uh, predictions out of the way before the season starts, and then, like Peter said, back to the top ten. So loaded content schedule over the next couple of weeks just baseball show will be humming and as will every other show we've got rolling right now and the state of the division show will be rolling out quite soon we'll have more on that once you can actually go from this show and go click and subscribe to it but you'll really like what we have cooking up over there 100 think of uh just baseball's version of the daily and with that thank you everybody At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.